Good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Spreaker Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Monday, April 3rd, 2023, and I hope everybody survived the uh, weekend of transgender vengeance. Who knows what all went on there? I haven't heard much about it other than apparently some people did some stupid things, but other than that, I haven't heard the details. Anyway, it is Monday, April 3rd, 2023, and this program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. And when the body has what it needs, it will fix itself. It has every, you know, it has uh, all the stuff it uh, wants to fix itself. It knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R. DIY, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, including the iTeraCare device, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage. There's all kinds of information about uh, the device. There's uh, downloadable um, uh what are they? <laughs> Brochures and, and flyers and that kind of thing. There's a link to our YouTube playlist. It has over 120 videos that talk about the technology, how it's used, and uh, best of all, testimonials from people all over the world that have had life-changing, miraculous results using these things. And there's also uh, uh, on the link on the website, uh, I've got a couple of videos there. One's just a little kind of a well, they're both kind of teaser videos, I guess you could say. They talk a little bit about the technology and the state of health in the world and that kind of thing. Uh, really good videos to watch. And then there's also a direct link to the uh, um, website for the device itself, which um, is where you can place an order if you so desire, which we encourage you to do because now's the time while the warehouses have plenty of stock on hand, get them while they're available uh, as uh Things get worse in the economy and the potential World War III and all the other stuff going on. There's a good chance that our supply chain could be disrupted to the point where these things, which come from overseas, will not be able to get to us. And at that point, everybody's going to want one and there won't be anybody to get them to you. So now's the time. While they're available, jump up. I had somebody the other day ordered a Pro and three Classics and... Uh, they're smart. <laughs> they know what things are coming and it's not looking good. And uh, hopefully uh, everybody else will at least get a classic or two to have on hand. It's always good to have a spare and uh, we'll get you covered one way or another. Uh, we just want to make sure that they have the opportunity to get them while they're available. And also I uh, want to apologize for the uh, technical snafus on Saturday. We had our show uh, from the Dixie Republic uh, down in uh Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, everything went great, except for a couple of brain farts on my part, pushed some wrong buttons and things, didn't uh, didn't have enough time to really get things set up and tested the way I normally like to, and uh, there was a point in the show where the Jitsi feed uh, was not making it to us, we couldn't hear anybody on Jitsi trying to talk, and uh, it was kind of frustrating for Mike because he was on Jitsi and had some things he wanted to say, but it took a few minutes and finally got it figured out and got things straightened out. And uh, also, I have up uploaded a com complete uh, or as complete as possible uh, replay to the uh, 
uh, to the Spreaker page. I, after this show is over, I will also upload it to the CastBox page. But uh, for some reason, the feed going to Spreaker did not pick up the stuff from Jitsi either, and I'm not sure what was going on there. But um, I do have that fixed. I had the recording that I made on my computer during the show, and it has everything um, except the first few minutes because somehow or another... I thought I was. I hit the uh, transmit button and it wasn't, and it didn't turn the, the my system on that sends it to Spreaker or records it. So we got started on that about uh, 15 minutes into the show. So the last hour and 45 minutes or so is all there and everything everybody said, uh, except for the little snafu for the few minutes when I turned off Spreaker feed. <laughs> Other than that, it's all there. So that has been uploaded to the uh, Spreaker website. The one that was not didn't have everything has been taken down. The new one is up there. And I after this show, we'll upload it to uh, CastBox as well. So you will be able to listen to the whole show from Saturday, uh, minus the first 15 minutes or so, which did not get recorded, unfortunately. Um, otherwise, again, I apologize for the mix-ups there, but um, it is what it is. Rick, you got a question? Yes, sir. Uh, real quick, uh, I read on Price International, they have a new mini ion shield, but I can't find a price on it. It's supposed to be a little less expensive than the original. Hmm. That's news to me. I haven't been on the website all weekend, so I haven't seen anything, but I'll see if we can track something out during the show and get you an answer. Um, okay. If Yeah, if, they're, if they just came out with it, they may be announcing it. They may not actually have pricing listed yet. But as uh, we'll do everything we can to figure out what it is and get it to you. But that's cool. Okay, thanks. I would like to see that. If it's smaller than the the current one, that's pretty good. And I've been running around so much today, I forgot to put mine on. It's still down on the charger. <laughs> yes, uh, I read that it does not have a filter that you have to replace. Hmm. I didn't know that the big one did. That's interesting. Well, I'm... I saw it somewhere. I, I was on last night. I can't remember where I read that. I'll uh, I'll do some digging once uh, John and Kathy should be here soon. And once they get here, we've got a recording that we're going to be playing. And when that's going, I'll do a little digging and see what I can find. Um, but that's news to me. I haven't heard anything all about that yet. Uh, I've got a couple of sources I can look into, a couple of groups on WhatsApp and things like that may have a little more information. And... Uh, of course, I got to link it to my phone again, I think. <laughs> and we had a power outage on Saturday while I was down south. My wife texted me and said, yep, power's out. So we had to shut everything down. I had her come up and turn off all of my equipment, and including two uh, backup units. And this morning, one of them didn't want to come back on. So I had to switch everything from one to so everything's on the other one. And uh, now I got another job. I got to pull that thing out and figure out what the problem is. Uh, never fails, <laughs> but anyway, it is what it is, but, um, let me get to, where is that thing? Uh, what's that? There we go. I get, I, every time I turn around, if I turn my computer off, I have to relink the computer app to the phone app for WhatsApp, which is lots of fun. Oh, there it is. There we go. Link of device. Do, do, do. There we go. I think it should be getting it. Yep good so yeah i'll do some checking on that and i'll see if i can get you an answer before the show's over rick uh, appreciate the heads up okay that's, maybe, that's maybe, me. maybe the mini is the one you wear around your neck and they have a larger one with a filter i don't know no i i tear care um 
probably hasn't been the only thing they had was just the the one that hangs around your neck and to my knowledge there's no filter in it um because i've been using mine for almost a year now and i hope i haven't had to re there i don't even know how you could get into the thing it's so small it's it's only it's about between a quarter and a half dollar um size wise round wise and it's only about a half inch thick uh, there's not much to it and it's a pretty much a sealed unit. So it could be, you know, I know they talked about, uh, the company that makes the ion shield also makes bigger ones that do have filters, but those aren't things that, uh, Prife carries. Um, this is made for us, um, to my knowledge. Uh, so that might be the, it might just been a, the way the wording or something. I don't know, but I'll do a little digging and see if I can find anything else out and, um, uh, I'll definitely let you know if I do come across anything. Okay. And it looks like there's John and Kathy. All right. Good afternoon, John and Kathy. How are we doing? Doing good. Good afternoon, Sarge. Ooh, yeah, had a wonderful week. How's your weekend go? <laughs> Mine was good. Boring. I had, good I had a great weekend in South Carolina with the exception of waking up Saturday morning and finding my left rear tire was empty. <laughs> Uh, uh -oh. apparently i picked up a nail or something thank goodness they're run flat tires because i uh i spent afternoon saturday afternoon at the dixie fest trying to talk to people see if anybody had a a tire company that could uh, plug a run flat tire be and everybody's we're not allowed to touch those <laughs> went to kmart really? they looked and looked they couldn't even figure out where it was leaking from but I filled it with air. I it had like ten pounds of air in it Saturday morning. I filled it up, drove up to the uh, uh, Dixie Republic where our event was. It parked. I said parked it, and about three thirty, I came back out, and it wouldn't even my the little stick on my uh, 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 tire gauge wouldn't even pop out at all. It was there was nothing in that thing. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. So basically, I got up yesterday morning, and. Uh, went or i got you know they they gas or aired it up for me at the walmart and drove it home and parked it for the night and of course the next morning it was almost empty again stopped at the gas station filled up the tank and put air in the tire and took off and drove the first hundred miles stopped at a rest stop checked it and i'd only lost like two pounds of air and drove all the way to um uh, lexington kentucky another six hours up the road and uh Checked it again. Everything was fine. Went to Cracker Barrel to get something to eat, and in, in an hour, sitting there in the parking lot, it dropped enough that my tire pressure gauge or warning light came on. And, of course, all the air down south is free, but up here, we got to pay for it. $2 <laughs> for one of those stupid machines to put some. How much? Know, two bucks. Wow. To put air in my tire. So I, I figured, well, I might as well. I could probably make it home, but I'd be watching that stupid warning thing the whole time. So I aired it back up and drove the rest of the way. So I only had to put air in it once. I thought I thought I might have to stop every fifty miles or so. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. And I have one. Well, of those... your angels must have been carrying you. Oh, I'll tell you, way. I had everybody and his brother praying for me. <laughs> so yeah. pray for my tire. <laughs> hey, prayer works. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I have That's one. Of those, right. Have one of those electric um, air gate or air compressors I keep in my trunk of my car. Thing. I had that sitting oh, on the front good. seat just in case, and I never had to use it. But um, I'll tell you what, yesterday was the absolute, I just, it was almost an 11-hour, well, from the time I left there till I got home, it was 11 hours, including stops and stuff. So about nine, probably nine hours actually driving. 
and it was just absolutely beautiful, and I just totally enjoyed the entire trip. Even right. when I was stuck several, you know, three or four times, it was like uh, bumper to bumper, you know, crawling around, you know, just you know, walking pace almost. Yeah. And even that, the, the scenery was so nice. I'm just looking around and saying, boy, this is stuff I wouldn't have seen if I was going fast. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. yeah, I just loved it. It was just a wonderful drive. Didn't have any problems. Everything worked great. And uh, made it home in time. Got home last night and went and a uh, buddy of mine and borrowed my truck to move. And uh, I had him, he came up and picked me up this morning, drove him back to his house. And I grabbed my truck and came home and stopped at the bank and the post office and got back just in time to get up here and get going. Luckily, I, I set my studio back up this morning because all my equipment was bagged up and went to South Carolina with me. But we got that oh. going and uh, everything's cooking along except for one of my power my backup battery units i have two of them up here that power all my stuff and one of them we had a power shortage or a power outage on saturday when i was out of town and i had my wife come up and turn everything off and this morning one of them didn't want to turn back on Uh oh so i had to i don't know what's going on there so i had to unplug everything from it plug it into the other one now I got to, when I have time, I got to unplug it, take it off the desk and see if I can figure out why it's not responding because it should have charged back up. And when the power came back on, it should have been fine. But it probably, I don't know if there's a reset button that needs to be pushed or what. They're both made by APC and the one's fired right up and the other one didn't. <laughs> so anyway, it's life. That's the way things go. But, you know, it's good and everything's plugging along. And I've got the uh, recording uh, that you sent uh, queued up if you want to go ahead and play that or if you have any opening comments or anything. Uh, well, I thought we would do our regular spiel. I got a bunch of testimonials that are really good um, that I pulled out okay. and see if we can uh, do some wand business here. Did you do any wand business over the weekend? Um, not at the uh, event. There just wasn't time or place for it. But um, on the way down, I got a call from one of my regular longevity people who Years ago, she had bought a Beamer, and uh, I told her about the Iteracare last time we talked, about a month ago. And on the way uh, down there, she calls me and says, I finally got a chance to look at that stuff, and I'm getting ready to order. I just wanted to talk to you about the differences between them. So I filled her in a little bit and hung up, and I figured, well, I should probably buy a Classic. And uh, when I got to the hotel, I looked at my stuff, and it showed that she had purchased a Pro and three Classics. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And the next day when the payments process, though, it looks like I only got paid for the Classics. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, yeah, follow-up call. I'm going to have to call and see what's going on because you know, the money came through and you know, everything worked. And, you know, we got, got the order place and everything. But when everything processed, it seemed like it only uh, there was only enough in there for what would normally be three Classics. So I got to figure out what the story is there. Yeah, well, let me know. I'd like to know myself why that would be happen. Yeah, um, I don't know, you know if there's. You know, you know, we ask. You don't pay attention to the commission thing because the computer seems to know what it's doing. Yeah, and usually, and that's what I thought. But I would have thought, uh, you know, a thirty-eight hundred dollar unit. I would have thought I'd probably made it, you know, five, six, maybe a thousand dollars on it. I don't know, and wasn't anything close to that. So, <laughs> I think you get a two thousand. What it is based on the PV, right? So your yeah. your your payments are based on a PV of two thousand. Mm -hmm. That generally runs ten percent. Yeah, and I don't know. I I I have to go through and look at it and see uh, because what was in there is reflects what I normally would have got if I'd have, if I'd have sold three classics. 
Yeah. So, you know, I would think there's something else in there, but I got to check in that. Um, yeah, do, do check it out. I mean, I'd be surprised. So far, we haven't seen any anomalies in anything we're doing. It's been working fine. Yeah. Yeah, Carl put a thing in there. So to get the matching bonus, she has to match another pro. I said, that's that's not the deal. I'm talking about just the up, you know, the markup on the device itself, not mm-hmm. the matching bonuses. Um, yeah, so there should have been a lot more markup there, and uh, or profit on the actual sale. And that's a separate. Well, story. I noticed you were on the uh, leaderboard, so you yeah. must be doing something right. I am. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's probably because of that one sale at the beginning of the month <laughs> unless it keeps up i'll probably drop off pretty quick <laughs> i remember the last time we were on we were on there all, all all the way through the month and it was just one last day there and looked like we were going to still make it and somebody pushed us off yeah it gets a little competitive i'm just happy that i made it three times you know that that really surprised me yeah we but, did too and uh we but, were surprised the numbers are really creeping up and you know all the that's the big that's the sad thing you would think in this country i mean we're the we're the big kahuna as far as business goes but not as far as doing the business <laughs> you know the, exactly. the folks over in malaysia and philippines and places like well, that are the ones that are that, cleaning uh, up did you see that new price uh, video that came out with all of them celebrating there were thousands of them thousands and they were all was happy that, and screaming and yeah, going. Was that at the um, at the uh, anniversary thing? Yeah, I no. saw bits of it. I was, yeah, there's a bunch of people there. I was like, wow. Yeah, there is, and they're they're doing so well. They had to create uh, new new ranks for them because <laughs> they're they've then surpassed all all of the ranks. Yeah. And that's the so, thing, you know. Yeah. It it's amazing that uh, those those countries, because they're they're so poor in general, when they have an opportunity, they grab it and run with it. And oh, they know how to work together. Yeah, they're not lazy Americans. Yeah, that's that's the trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people yeah. here just you know fat, or dumb, and happy. Listen, yeah. You know, they'll exactly. wait until the until their financial rug gets pulled out from under them and wonder what happened and wish they'd have done something, and then it'll be too late. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, let me see yeah, I don't know if yeah. I can get logged in here. I want to see if anything has changed. Uh, yeah, that really had I'll me kind of wondering. Now, I think maybe it's open. Uh, yes, yeah, it be open now. It should be. Oh, there we go. Yep, it's up. And, of course, the pop-up thingy. Uh, new price. Okay, everything. nothing new since December 21st. Nope, nothing more has come in. <laughs> That's weird. I gotta give some do well, some check checking the PV on that. stats first to find out what PV you got. Uh, do 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 do. Sure, you get three classics, right? Plus the the pro, so that would be two thousand six hundred. Twenty six hundred. That's what it should be. That's what exactly what you are on the leaderboard for. Twenty six hundred. And let's see here. Yep, that's what it's showing. And, hmm, yeah, it shows the register wallet, uh, yep, username, but let's go back here and see what else is showing. Hmm, bearing level, daily bonus. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be under history? 
Um, I'm looking under the reward section. Yeah, that's where you should look. Oh, and right, right. Let's see here. We see times. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to have to do some checking. <laughs> it just seems a little on the low side. <laughs> I got a lot in my uh, bonus redemption wallet, though. Picked up a fair amount there. Nice. But anyway, that's, that's no big always, deal. That's always cool. Yep. We'll look at it later and see what's going on. And I'll maybe send Joanne a note in the back office thing. Anyway, um, goodness. I'm trying to think what else is going on. Yeah, it's just a good weekend. Had a lot of fun down at the Dixie Fest and um, did a what, show from there. What's the Dixie Fest? Who was putting that on? Um, it was put on by the uh, Dixie Republic, which is a uh, Confederate store down in Travelers Rest, South Carolina. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I went down there last, uh, the end of October last year, had a really good time, and went back this time. And it was a little, little slowed down because of the, the tire snafu. But other than that, everything went so well. Did you, uh, do what? Did you uh, put the convertible top down and fly your Dixie flag all the way home? I don't have a convertible top on my car, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I thought you did. No, it's, it's I thought a, you did. Nope, it's a, it's a, two-door coupe uh, hard top but uh everybody loves it Did you get a a rebel t-shirt oh yeah i had i had one from last time and uh, i had they had sent me and it says uh it says uh, it's red and it has the ohio flag on it and, and then the, the saint john's cross and it says ohio confederate and they had sent me another i had bought one when i was down there but when they made me an official southerner they sent me one but it was too small so i took it back and had them exchange it for the right size and uh, so now i got two of them plus a dixie republic sweatshirt and uh, i picked up another t-shirt for a buddy of mine here that was uh, keeping an eye on things while i was gone but um, it basically says when tyranny is made law resistance becomes uh duty I will not comply. <laughs> All right. And uh, so I got him one of those who'll love it. But uh, yeah, they have, I'll tell you, that place has just, un it's unbelievable. They got t shirts for everybody down there and they're all really cool. Well, I got a new t shirt in mine. It's the um, Rosie the Riveter arm, you know, mm -hmm. with a, uh, with a, a hypoderm needle going into it snake underneath the bottom the uh don't tread on me snake uh-huh don't shit on me snake <laughs> so, uh, i would have been my first some of those edit up. of the day <laughs> i what? said shed Twenty three fifty five mark okay <laughs> I, I didn't cuss <laughs> uh yeah, the first time it did. <laughs> it sounded like it anyway. Oh, well. No, no, shed, shed. Shed, okay. It sounded like something else. <laughs> I'll go back and double no. check. <laughs> yeah, you do that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, but anyway. I'm actually being good today. <laughs> yeah, that's a that sounds like a good... I've seen something like that recently. I'm trying to remember. Oh, you did? Yeah. I thought I had the original. A couple of months ago, I, I, I actually posted one. I made one up that had that on it. Um kind of a different variant but i don't know if i could even find the thing now um 
but it, yeah, it was a it was a don't shed on me. Can't remember what the whole thing was, and let me see. Nope, it's not. Nope. It would take me forever to find it now. <laughs> but if I if I get it, I'll send you a link to it. I had it in my Telegram oh, channel okay. quite some time ago. But, um, well, John, do you want to do the, you know, where do you want to go? Just go ahead and keep well, in there. Well, so you, uh, if you were gone, you probably don't know that we have a couple new products that hit the market. Is one of them another version of the uh, Ion Shield? Mm, no, it's just, this, this is kind of different. Okay. Um, yeah, Rick was asking about that this morning. He saw something, he thought they had a smaller version or something. And uh, I, they have they have an EMF shield. Oh, okay, for the phones, yeah. Uh, phones, cell phones, laptops, smart meters, TVs, PDAs, all that. For anything 5G. That's, yeah, hmm. it's designed for five G. And uh, they say it's a um, for for USA and Canada. Most of the natural freq- nature frequencies uh, products incorporate the quantum scalar energy. It's got USA patents and awards and certifications on it. It's very synergistic with all the other Prife products. And it's a non-ionizing re- uh, electromagnetic field radiation uh, blocker designed for 5G. And uh, the other thing is something called a Renew Patch. And they describe it as, um, I'll read it here, Nature Frequencies Renew as a proprietary formula of powerful numerical frequencies and botanical ingredients known to renew Reset, restore, refresh, and revitalize, and rejuvenate. That's that's pretty good for the R words. Oh, yeah. Your body inside and out to help you look and feel younger and healthier. Hmm. The ingredients in Renew are known to promote increased energy, vitality, and longevity. And it provides relief from inflammation, discomfort, while improving flexibility and mobility. Provides a relief from stress, worry, and tension. Also enhancing the quality of uh, sleep to provide deep restorative sleep that you need to wake up renewed and refreshed and revitalized, rejuvenated. <laughs> uh, I get a so while out. you're traveling in your ones in your suitcase, you can be wearing the patch. Yeah, you can be wearing the little patch they put. And you get 24 yeah, of them. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's still along the same thing. It's kind of a holographic patch that's they say it's a, a topical product specifically programmed for various ailments, issues, and outcomes. Hmm. Uh, the holographic patch relays frequency fields similar to the active ingredients found in natural elements, essential oils, nutrients, and other substances. And then it goes on to talk about it more and more and more. Holographic patch. Huh. You get like 24 of them for 60 bucks or something like that. Hmm. Cool. You get two of the EMF shields, the electromagnetic field shields. And I think you can also buy packages of 10 of them. Something like that. Non-ionizing EMF radiation, offsetting phantom phone vibration. Out, coming out with a very, very superior line of uh, essential oils. I think there's only like four of them in the package, but they're they're yeah. quite special compared to what else they are. I saw you know what? I'm that. still a wand fan myself. I think that's where people ought to go. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing, and that's pretty much what I'm going to talk about most of the time, because I don't see anything producing the body's response to take care of yourself faster than this wand. No, 
and so varied because it takes care of a whole bunch of things at one time. Yep. I mean, these testimonials here that I pulled out are really, really something. And I want to remind people that these are real people. They're all, all these testimonials come from the uh, Frequency One testimonial group. And that's where you want to refer people and send them over there because the thing that really makes a difference for people is the social proof that you get by having knowledge that these are real people. You can contact them. You can, you can carry on a conversation with them. It's not like, you know, initials AB from Texas that uh, got this fantastic deal. Who the hell is AB? You don't know. It could be made up. This is, this is absolute social proof because there's a real person there. A lot of times they have pictures. I don't, they've all, the one, I did not pull it on the varicose vein one over there, but the, the new varicose veins. Do you remember seeing, um, there's a worm that gets into a lot of Africa oh, causes blindness. You're going to talk about that? Yep. Oh, and yeah. Move around the body. You can see them moving, you know. Mm-hmm. Those varicose veins look like that on this person. I'm, it was huge. Like uh, three days, they're, they're almost gone. I love it. <laughs> you get the pictures. I mean, it's just incredible. You'd think uh, something was uh, coming out of their body, you know. Yeah, I well, was impressed. It, it make you wonder if they are ones that got the jab. Who knows? You know, because you got those. Uh, my sister-in-law had a uh, two-foot blood clot removed from her leg, Ooh. and she got the jab. Oh, yeah. So At least, at least they found yeah. it before it killed her. Yeah, well, I haven't talked to her for a while. Again, maybe she probably she got had more. A, a tumor, tumor in her lung that they were going to go in and have to remove. Jeez. So, yeah, nasty, Cancers. nasty jab. Uh, aggressive but, cancers are coming all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. The IRS has had a uh, surge in estate tax revenues from that. Fully jug, fully vaccinated wealthy people are dying. Yeah. The IRS is cleaning up. <laughs> They're making hay on the dead, turds. <laughs> Unreal. I used yeah. to have a book when I was doing the financial business of wealthy people who, you know, like heads of accounting firms and stuff, international firms. Uh, they died and they lost, out of a $10 million state, they lost like $7 million because they never set anything up properly. And, you know, you, you would think that those people would have everything taken care of exactly the way it should be, but they don't. And a lot of famous uh, people, the stars and things that have had large estates, it was just amazing to show this to people. Um, you'd think they had all the money and all the advisors, and, and they did, but they didn't have them working on the right stuff. And the whole family lost, you know, much of their wealth during that process. Um and that's the point. The government takes it away when they can. Let me go through some of these testimonies, and then we can talk maybe about Kirk Beck a little bit if nobody has any questions or we're kind of done with the one side. Um, just a brief interlude. I think I mentioned Kirk last time that we'd be talking about him and he was going to come speak. You've got to handle your personal business yourself today. You, you can't rely on government to do anything for you. The only thing they're going to do is kill you seems like um they're certainly not acting in our best interest right now in in a whole host of things so you've got to learn how to do this yourself and um, kirk has been a student of margie and jack flynn 
who have had six decades of success. They've never lost a case in what they were doing in court. And they use the small claims court. They've been in major courts too, but, but for those of us who need to fight back against employers, against as county officials or others that try to force us to do things that are not constitutional, um, this is a method that works for everybody and everybody can learn this thing. So kind of the story is about how Kirk kind of discovered all this and had been fighting and, and what a win looks like and when you have to go to court. Because really you want to you want to win without even having to go to court. And uh, they have a way of doing it. But what they really do is they take control of the court. They set the terms of the court in advance before they ever go into the court. And it's just uh, it's, it's, it's energizing to hear everybody at that meeting yesterday um, was just really enthused about what they were hearing. So anyway, let's go on with this. I, I got a testimony here from Ethan. Ethan says, I'm the one who posted the pics of my dirty feet with the edema in my left foot that had been subsiding from the wand. So I have another awesome testimonial about how the wand restored my kidney function. And it's basically eliminating chronic fatigue that was lifelong and exacerbated when I was poisoned. On another side note, I had major EMF sensitivity, uh, and that's gone as well. Backstory. In 2018, I was accidentally poisoned by Datura. I don't know what that is, but it's some kind of aggressive poison. It wasn't much. Family of Jimson weed. It's what? Family of Jimson, family of Jimson weed. Oh, okay. It wasn't much, and I spit it out when I realized the food I ate was laced, but it was enough to hit my system very hard. I developed kidney issues, and I would say my kidneys were legitimately failing as I lost body hair, my nails turned yellow, I had dark circles under my eyes, and I was depleted and beyond exhausted 24-7. It felt like I'd drop dead in, in any minute. As a side note, why didn't I go to the ER? I was caregiving for my mom at my house who was dependent on me and I had two dogs and nobody who could step in and take over for even a day. I had no other family. I live in the woods in an area where I never really made many friends and the few people I knew and trusted could not take over caregiving and dog sitting 24-7 uh, for me. They had their own things going on. Anyway, so I started to get a little bit better by 2020, uh, but I was still non-functional and uh, able to do function and I was functioning on fumes. I didn't do dishes for over a year. I put them in a tub on my back porch and tossed most of them a year and a half later. I went to paper plates and plastic silverware. I did laundry two times per year from 2018 to 2022. I had to choose between spending my small amount of energy on brushing my teeth or making a real meal. Going to the store to get groceries or picking up a few things in the living room and putting them back where they belong it was bad. I was in bed for two years working from my laptop because I couldn't sit at my desk. I, I, did, I could do yoga two times in a row and then not have the energy for six months. I was hiring people to move 10-pound boxes for me 300 feet from my porch to my shed. As of two weeks ago, I was still depleted, although somewhat functional, but still wasn't doing laundry or dishes and just taking out the trash was still hit or miss. I missed more trash days than I nailed in 2022. So about six days ago, I started wanting my kidneys directly, intentionally. And right away, the next day, I had more energy. 
Now I'm six or seven days in, and I can't recall exactly, but for the last three days, I've had about 90% of my baseline energy back. Now, I was born with low energy, but my baseline is not that great, uh, but it's more than enough to function. So far, I've been doing more in a day than I could have ever done in six months. I wake up rested, and that's not a familiar feeling. I'm doing stretching in the morning, yoga in the evening, and I can hit up to three stores in one shot and come home and do a full day of work. Take my dogs for multiple walks. I do household chores, and I'm perfectly fine. No exhaustion. Yesterday, I bagged up six or seven big bags of trash for a dump run from stuff that I had been sitting in my yard for three years because I couldn't bag it before. I'd only bagged it all up, but when my buddy came to get it, I was fine tossing it into his truck before I couldn't even drag a bag to his truck. And I still wasn't depleted after that. I feel like I have my kidney function back. I mean, I know I do. It's absolutely amazing. I thought I would be stuck living with chronic fatigue my whole life. Bunch of exclamation points. I was able to function before doing intense workouts every day when I was in my 30s. And so now I'm working on my way back to that slowly. But this is really amazing. That's quite a story. I've never known anybody that had that, that, that kind of fatigue that bad. Uh, Don says, this thing really does work for my low back pain, and I've had forever. Uh, it's virtually gone, but not only the pain, but others as well. I had overextended my rotator cuff, uh, and the pain would normally take weeks to go away. Three days with the wand, and bip, it's gone. <laughs> I won the lottery. I would I would give these to everyone. Oh, if I won the lottery, I would give these to everyone I know. Brandy says, miracle number two with the wand. I have Lyme, and whenever I'm exposed to a highly toxic or stressful situation, I will experience an activation of Lyme or a Lyme co-infection. I live in Ohio, and the recent train derailment caused a very toxic environment as well as a very stressful one. Within days of the event, I started feeling symptomatic. I was breaking out and and itching on my wrist. It felt like it was parasites. I ended up making myself bleed from the infected area. I do have a scanner and scanned my body and found out that Bartonella, Lyme co-infection, had activated and knew from previous research that the hair-like parasite fibers are tied to Lyme by many doctors, because I've had them before. I immediately started wanding it two to four minutes a few times a day and was able to neutralize the site very fast to prevent further issues. Also utilize sound frequency as well as wanding water and daily supplements. Before and after, I absolutely love this wand. This is in 36 hours after first wand session. Neutralized and no more itch or irritation. I mean, what's next? Uh, Keith writes, this device gives me relief from pain and bladder spasms when I have um, interstitial cystitis flare-ups. It's a lifesaver. Please share this with anyone you know who has IC because there's nothing known to doctors to cure it or totally manage it, and it is misery. Becky writes, our youngest daughter is 37. Back when she was 8 to 9 years old, she was diagnosed as a juvenile diabetic full-blown insulin dependent. She has given birth to two babies and suffered a couple of miscarriages. Youngest baby was four pounds at birth and each pregnancy took a toll on her body. The last pregnancy was tough. She had to be hospitalized as she was close to kidney failure. 
Since his birth, she'd been in and out of the hospital. One day she woke and wasn't feeling well. As she continued to get around, she felt something bad come over her. She had her oldest call her husband home and got an ambulance. She learned that that day she was suffering from kidney failure and would need to have dialysis three times a week, which Kathy knows all about. Being seen by several doctors, one noticed something unusual. He went to her and told her to stop taking any and all insulin. Her pancreas was working. It was slow, but it's working. For almost three years now, she's been off insulin. All sorts of questions were running through our minds. Was she misdiagnosed all these years? How can a pancreas just start working? Or better yet, why had no other doctor detected that it was working? Had the insulin, along with her pancreas working, caused her to go into kidney failure? None of these questions could be answered. She was told no one knows the answers to those questions, but it is very likable that your pancreas can start working and then that was a blessing in disguise. Once I was introduced to the wand and learned how, about how the itera frequencies can promote the cells within the body, uh, she was the first one on my mind. With purchasing a pro a bit over a month ago, I started her out on the first two weeks with just drinking the wanded water. Then I'd wand only a couple points of her body over a week. The second week, I started wanding her and I asked her to expose her feet so I could start there. She stated she no longer had any pain in her feet or legs, that she had no need to take any medication for pain. And just as she made that statement, her eyes grew so wide, it was like a light bulb turned on. And she says, I no longer have neuropathy pain. <laughs> I was ecstatic. I was smiling from ear to ear. Since then, when she goes into dialysis, they are taking less and less fluids out of her. They've been removing four liters since she had started dialysis. Within a month, it was down to three and a half, and just the other day, down to 3.2 liters. This is huge improvement. No more neuropathy pain and drawing less fluids from her body. God is great. That is true. Just multiple things. People have multiple issues, but the one doesn't know the difference. It just helps the body take care of itself, and the body deals with all those issues. Jacqueline says, Marie invited a small group of women to try her magic healing wand. I had fractured my wrist in November of 2022, and it was still getting a lot of pain and swelling in my hand, and I could barely lift my arm as I was constantly guarding it across my body, causing the muscles in my neck and shoulders to spasm. After just a short demonstration with the angelic frequency wand, frequencies wand, it says, the swelling in my hand had noticeably diminished, and I could raise my arm above my head without pain. I would really recommend trying a session. Very grateful for Marie and Sam's generosity to help me with that. And here's the last one. There were more. I could have brought more, but, you know, it's just amazing that we... <laughs> these are just stunning things. This past Wednesday was two weeks I got my one. I have an injured knee that was injured more than 15 months ago. It refuses to heal, and I have re-injured it several times. The knee was the main reason I invested in the frequency wand. Exactly a week after receiving it, I injured that knee again. However, this time was different. Instead of it taking two months to recover, I began walking slowly on my treadmill yesterday. It was for only for 10 minutes at one mile an hour, but it's a start and something I have not been able to do in almost a year and a half. I've had a lot of other positive outcomes, too. My eczema is gone. A couple of skin tags are shrinking. 
spider vein in my leg is fading and I have immense gratitude for it all. The knee situation is huge for me. All this just after two and a half weeks. I love my wand and I am so blessed that I was introduced to it. And it keeps going. This is social proof. So anybody who has this wand, don't wait to see if it's helping you. It's going to help you. But the point is, is that you need to offer this to other people. You've got to have that servant attitude that you're there to help other people, not to make a bunch of money. The money will come on its own, but you, you've got to step up and do that. And we have a huge team, Jim, you know, with you and everybody else. Yep. And many people are still waiting for proof for them, and they're not telling their friends. I don't get it. With the numbers that we have in the team now, we should be moving 100 of these things a week. And yet people are keeping it, they're, they're keeping it quiet. <laughs> they're it's, not telling their friends. It's weird. It is. It surprises the heck out of me. They have, they have a perfect tool here where there's no competition. Nobody else has it. And everybody's busy taking care of themselves. And they're just not out there telling other people about it. Yep. But what's going to happen? I don't think things are going to continue well. We're already hearing about the avian flu is supposed to be weaponized and is coming after us. Food prices are going up. You have that 793 miles um, area up in the middle of California that's wiped out all of the food production in that area. And the lake is only 30, 30 feet deep. It is, it's the deepest part. But it's massive. And some of the levees have been broken um, higher up to keep the water from going down river and flooding other areas. But it's really killing the farmers up there in the middle of California. I think they're calling well, it. Well, and it already wiped out the Midwest. What was that last year, the year before? Yeah. They're still trying to recoup from all that, you know, all the cattle oh. being killed. And now in Wyoming, all the deer, elk, and um, antelope, they're dropping like flies. They say it's because of the cold well, I don't snow. buy that myself. What's that? They're saying it's the snow. There's everywhere. It looks just like you know, like you're up in the North Pole or something. Just total. Yeah. Snow. But what's in that snow? Because I mean, those those things are native to Wyoming. They know what cold and wind and cold and snow is. Um, well, so I, I think there's the something. Well, there's call something. me a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> you know. But I, I, I think there's more to it than that. And uh, not to mention all these banks getting ready to close and they're laying off tens of thousands of people. You know, those people are going to need to have something to fall back on. Uh, so why not share this and help people and, and uh, make a living while you're doing it? Exactly. There's a yep. lot, lot of people getting laid off. So, yeah. Well, if we have no discussion and uh, there's nobody asking any questions or... Well, I I have something weird that happened to me. You want to hear it? Yeah, I do. Sure. Yeah, you bet. I, it's, I hate to say it because it's kind of gross, but it's kind of really cool, too. Um, so, I've been wanting my Vegas nerve, right? Mm -hmm. 
and uh, that's the uh, nerve behind your ears and to your neck. And I've had a lot of head trauma. I took a horse hoof in the head, and um, I had vertigo nonstop for a, a good year. And my sense of taste and smell, I didn't have any, you know. And uh, so I've been one in that area and uh, on my head. And uh, so this thing appeared right behind my ear where your ear attaches to your head. And it was like a little round pea, you know, a little pea, real hard, you know. And uh, it felt like cartilage. And I could actually pick it up and feel the roundness and stuff with with my fingers. And uh, so just this last week, um, I felt in my ear, there was like a pool of stuff sitting in my ear. It was, li- you know, liquid. So I thought, oh, my God, how did that not fall out of my head? You know, <laughs> it was just kind of sitting in there. So I, I cleaned it up and stuff, and, and it's been draining ever since. So, And that little pee is gone now, uh, but it's still a little bit sore. So I don't know what the heck that was, but it's, it's, still, um, it's still draining, doing something good uh, to my head. Getting Better rid of out than in. Or, what's that? Better out than in. Yeah, absolutely. So that's been kind of interesting. It's like, <laughs> now I'm feeling in my ear to see if I've got any more pools in there, you know, because <laughs> that was just really strange. The whole inside of my ear was filled up with fluid, and I didn't even know it was uh, leaking or anything. Just kind of opened it up. So it, it fixes on a cellular level, that's for sure, wherever it needs to be. I didn't even know about that. Um but, um, yeah, so many, many interesting results I've been seeing. Uh, but, yeah, to be hit in the head with a horse hoof, <laughs> I caught him good, too. We were going about 30, you know. <laughs> and uh, we had a dog come out in this field, and it spooked the horse, and I was riding bareback. And uh, he jumped over this uh, ditch bank and landed on a surveying pole on the other side. It was buried in the weeds and uh, caught it in the flank. And uh, away we went. I was riding his neck sideways. <laughs> Next thing I knew, there was all these uh, Mexicans. They were, you know, uh, migrant workers. Oh, lady, I wouldn't move if I was you, I said. I ain't going nowhere. (laughs) And then the ambulance came and took me away. But, uh, yeah, that was a real humdinger, that one. So old head traumas are maybe healing. Oh, Plus you got whacked in the head with that pull cue and had that bump that drained. Yeah, yeah, and that's still still shrinking up. So my head, I'm in Aries. And uh, they're notorious for getting head injuries, you know, <laughs> button horns with people and all that good stuff. So, but I, I think, um, you know, I don't feel as foggy as I once did. You know how you kind of have a little fog over your head sometimes? Well, I feel more clear, not a lot of clearer now. So we'll see. 
We'll see what happens. I'll let you know. Yeah, it's an ongoing experiment. Bodies are changing from day to day as we yeah. do each other's stresses as well. Boring story. <laughs> I just thought I'd share because it's something different. But yeah, that little pee felt just like cartilage, real hard little cartilage. So I, I would massage it a little bit here and there for about the last two weeks. And then uh, all of a sudden it decided to surface on the inside. So, interesting stuff, man. I don't know what this uh, one does, but it's sure helping. Yeah, that's an interesting story, Kathy. Glad, glad you're better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bryn. Hey. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. You had any weird, weird little things happening to you? Well, I've had a sore foot. I, you know, wore, oh, wore some good. shoes that hurt. Right, you were saying my, that. Yeah, last week, yeah, that had happened. And that helped it, but I've still been hurting all week. So I, I won two, three times a day. And it helps, but it's still not totally gone. It's been the most stubborn pain I've had in a while. So. Where is it hurting? Well, it's like in the the big not right in the big toe but the joint you know that connects the big toe i had a bone spur uh -huh. taken off there years ago and you know certain shoes still irritated there and then like beside yeah. it kind of in the middle of the whole foot it's like it just locked the whole foot down basically like it felt like my whole foot was jammed and inflamed. Do you still have your massage therapist have them do some Zoku Shindu? What kind of massage is that? It's foot massage, Chinese foot massage. Oh, like reflux. And it is, it is, it is wonderful. Hmm. So see if he can do some of that. I, I would take the wand and, uh, you know, maybe even soak your foot in uh, warm charged water before you wand it and see if that doesn't help some too. Mm, yeah, that's a thought. And then I've rolled Do a, it on a warm, the, hot, a hot compress. Yeah. Yeah. I've rolled it on a ball, you know, a foot roller. Yeah. And, and I've, you know, I have, <clears throat> at least it's flexible now and I can walk better, you know, um, Good, but, but it's that ball might be a little too aggressive because uh, it's mm. probably okay. inflamed. Yeah. Uh, so I would try hot compress and then okay. then wand yourself. Make sure you're drinking a lot of water, charged sure. water. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've See had my my live-in massage therapist. You know, my husband. <laughs> I had him work <laughs> on it for a little bit one night. <laughs> trying to instruct, yeah. rub this, rub that way, you know, and he, he's like, I don't know. Well, he could need it. He could need a toe adjustment too. Mm -hmm. So, well, let yeah. us know how you how you do. Yeah, yeah. It's, how's how's Carl working. doing? Is he still driving at night? Oh. 
No, he doesn't drive at night. He he works during the day on computers. No, I thought he was seeing better at night for night driving. Oh, Did, well, that, his, eyes are, his eyes are just better. His distance. He had uh-huh. to get new glasses. Um, yeah, he got new glasses here a couple of weeks ago because his his vision was better. We went to the eye doctor and it was better. His distance. Oh, vision. good. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't beat that. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, his his regular glasses he had to take off when he was driving because things were blurry. You know, it was so overcorrected it was blurry. So wow. Uh, he only needed these readers. So. And uh, that was just from wanding. And uh, that's what we think. Yeah. Right on, right on, mm-hmm. right on. Yeah, yeah. So We've had I, a lot of people saying that, you know, their eyes are getting better. So uh, that, that's amazing. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, and we've talked to two of the ladies there that helped us at the eye place, you know. And one lady has acne. She's a younger lady, and she said, I'm, I'm just waiting until my next payday when I can get the money. We talked to her again when we picked up his glasses last week. And another lady that has, she's had to have surgery. She broke one of her legs. And, of course, she's got a rod in it. But I I had her. And I told her, you know, you can't wand right on it, but you can still wand the rest of your body and drink the water and all that. And then I gave her the... the, uh, testimonial site on Facebook to get on and so both of them are reading testimonies on that so oh good good deal that's an amazing page Mm mm-hmm oh yeah so and that younger girl we had give that to her a couple weeks ago and she said yes I've been on there reading and she said my acne is about to be gone she said when I get this then I won't have to take that acne medicine so, yeah, so she, that's bad stuff. That'll shut your kidneys down too and make your liver hot. Mm, that acne medicine. Yeah. yeah. So, she, I mean, we just talked to her a little bit and gave her a brochure there the first week. And she said, I'm sold. I'm sold already. Just when we kind of told her our testimonies and, um, you know, in a little bit, and but she just hadn't got the money yet. Sounds like so. Anyway, I think mm-hmm. so. We we're still talking to people, but just <laughs> getting people to move. You know, sometimes it's like, you know, it was it was still amazing. The lady in the store back there before Christmas telling her about it, and she said, "Bring me too." You know, when the sale was going on. And we've got to get back over there and see how she's doing with them. That's something we hadn't done. But um, anyway, it's uh, it's funny how some people can be easily, you know, have an open mind and say, oh, my gosh, it sounds wonderful. Yes, I'll do it. And then others are like, oh, you know, they just won't listen to you at all. So, Yeah. Well, they have to analyze everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just have faith and uh, and go for it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we'll so regret it. Is your numbers? Oh, and I did have a blood work um, that I hadn't had any blood work done in a long time, and it was excellent. Of course, I've been pretty good, but I mean, everything was really good, and the functional doctor went over it. He had done the um, C-reactive protein, you know, test on me to see if I might have mm-hmm. heart issues or inflammation going on, and it was zero. Oh, that's great. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. He said, man, you have no inflammation of the, you know, of, wow. I guess that tests the inflammation of your heart. And uh, a lot of people. I'll have say, to ask about that one. I'm going in Wednesday for more blood. They mm-hmm. want blood every month. <laughs> but the last one came out really good. Um, all my numbers are in check. All the whole list of things they test for are within range and doing good. That's good. So I can't I can't complain about that. Yeah. So so your kidney numbers are getting better. Yeah. So- yeah. So and I'm feeling stronger, and uh, we'll see after. <laughs> After this week, my daughter forgot to order a, a certain uh, important thing for the uh, dialysis machine, so I don't get treatments for about three or four days. Mm. We'll see how that works. I just hope I don't gain a lot of weight. Yeah. But I've got my wand to take it off if I do. Yeah. That's amazing. I lost eight pounds of water the first uh, the first week that I, I started doing this. Yeah. Eight pounds. Yeah, I know. That was a lot. Yeah. Well, good to talk. I guess we better let them go on if we're going to do more testimonies or something. I suppose they're probably over there testing their eyelids for holes right now. (laughs) (laughs) You guys there? Yeah, you got to you got to talk about these things. You got to bring up what's going on. Yes. It's not static. It changes over time. You know. Yeah, it does. Mm Mm-hmm. There's little things happening all the time, and I've, I've become more regular now using the wand, and I'm noticing that my my changes are coming a little faster and more permanent because I'm regular. I'm not doing it as much, but I'm regular. And you can divide it up. You can do, you know, one day off, one day on, do your lower extremities, and then, you know, switch over to your upper extremities, different things like that. You can just concentrate on particular spots that you want to work on. Um, we were talking to a guy today who's, you know, in the labor trades and stuff. He's an electrician and kind of a jack of all trades around construction. And well, he's got a problem that I developed too over time because I got sun damaged skin. So does he. And you bang it, you know, just, you just, I don't know, you don't even notice you did something. And then all of a sudden you got a red spot there where some blood just leaked into the skin. Well, I've noticed that this wand accelerates the removal of that. Prior to the wand, it would take months for it to go away. And now you start wanding it, and it goes away very quickly. Plus, it changes the character of the skin. Given your, the, your body the ability to heal itself faster. Yeah, is what it's right. doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just I amazing. had uh, my blood pressure has been creeping up, as I've told in the past, and I've been getting up around 150, 160 over 110 or something like that. And the other day I took it, and it was 119 over 78. Which, oh, that's fantastic. Yep. 
it's uh that's bringing it down and i saw a post on uh, the facebook group about um somebody that had cold sores on their lips since they were a kid and i'm in the same position and she had one that was uh you know you can feel them coming on you get like a hot spot so to speak and uh she started wanding it normally it takes her about two weeks to get rid of them and they're really painful which i can attest to and uh, she started wanting it within a couple of days it was gone and i've had the same thing here uh, a couple of months ago i felt one coming on and i started wanting it and uh, uh, i would drink the uh, charged water and while i was drinking i get some in my mouth and i just take my tongue and rub it all you know get it on you know just lick my lips to drink some of that water on the outside and uh, wanted it and that thing never manifested itself it just disappeared I just went away completely. Well, you know, that is a uh, kind of the uh, herpes virus. Mm-hmm. And the wand will kill viruses. Yep. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It, That's good. That's it very really, good. you know, I used to get them once every month or two. And then I started using colloidal silver. And that got them down to once every year or two. And then when I started with my longevity stuff, I stopped the silver and kept them at bay. And, uh, here, this uh, this last one was, like I said, it was a couple months ago, and that was the first thing I'd seen in ages, uh, and just felt it coming, so I started just doing the hitting extra wanding on there, and it was enough to make it stop and, and disappear, and uh, I'll tell you yeah. what, anybody who deals with cold sores, they know what it's like, and I'll tell you what, if you can find anything that will, you know, make them go away or at least lessen the effects uh that's a self right there <laughs> definitely yeah i don't think i ever had one but my girlfriend used to get them like once a week you know i mean she was always trying oh, yeah. to put makeup on it and hide it and, you know it's like don't do that yeah, yeah when i was, was on, when i was in the marching but, band at ohio state the pressure on your lips from the trumpet mouthpiece would would bring the things on and I could always expect that once I started playing uh, in the season, it would it would be a problem. And I had one one time where my I had them all over my upper and lower lips, and they were all uh, open and bleeding. Uh, <clears throat> and I'd gross people out. Man, I playing. bet that was bad. Yeah, I'd be playing, and then at the end of the song, you snap the horn down to your wrist, to your waist side, and somebody looked at me and said, "Oh my God, my whole mouth was bloody." <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, and uh, one of my one of the but guys. Just think my, how many of these you could sell to all those junior high high school kids? I'll tell you what. <laughs> if I can, if I can find the kids that have that problem, luckily, you know, there aren't that many. Um, I was the only one in my whole band that I know of that uh, had that issue. But uh, when you when you come across someone, all you you just watch them. If they've got a, a thing on their lip, you say, "You get you get cold sores." Yep. Let me tell you about this thing. <laughs> you yeah. need an Itericare. Because I'll tell you what, I always well, watch for you know, that. They could be meth heads too now because they're all broken out. Well, that's why I asked um, them if they get cold sores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And when I'm looking at the people I run across, people at church and stuff like that, probably not meth heads. I hope if they are, <laughs> we'll have another something to talk about. <laughs> Time for an altar call. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's 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 introduce everybody to, to Kirk because this process is something we all have access to, and and you can learn to do this. 
Okay. And so, so, okay, so we're going to switch subject. Does anybody have any questions or comments or anything they'd like to share before John goes into uh, uh, this other uh, topic? Going once. Okay. Going twice. Yeah. All right. Well, this is an hour and a half long audio. Yeah. We'll play as much as we can. And, John, yeah. whenever you want to stop and comment, just yell at me and I'll stop. <laughs> well, let's just go through it. And, and, and also, I, I want to get Kirk live, you know, get him over here and, and let him great. tell you the whole story and, and answer questions and stuff. Because this is a real solution for people. People need to know that they can. they have a tremendous amount of power. And as a group, we have way more power. But we're, we're not going into the Viper's Den. We're not getting into the territory where there's any real threat to us. But this is a real threat to local officials who are not towing the line. Hmm. Cool. All right. Yeah. Here, here we go. This is uh, Kirk Beck. Captain Kirk. He's Captain I was Kirk. a captain in the Army. <laughs> awesome. Here we go. Okay. Hey, guys. Well, welcome to another fun-filled adventure with the People's Rights Clan. My name's Ashley. You're uh, one of your area assistants with People's Rights. Oh, thank you. So what, the, first, the very first thing we do at every meeting, we just very quickly recap, or if it's your first time here, I see a few new faces. We basically cover what People's Rights are all about, so we're all on the same page. So basically, what it, what it, as it's, the name suggests, we basically defend our freedoms, our faith, our families, our neighbors. We defend all of our rights against wrongdoings. And we saw in the last, what, two, three years or more, they were just basically weaponizing COVID as an example. You know, they're trying to close down churches, they're trying to close you down if you had a small business, trying to tell you to put on a suffocation device and all, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, so we've worked against that. And so what People's Rights does is we basically, you know, connect with like-minded people. And the way we do that is on the website, you sign up with your name, your email, and your phone number. And then we basically have a network where if there's any BS going on, for instance, you know, Adman, our area assistant, you know, got denied entry into a doctor's office because he wouldn't wear the face diaper. And we, we look, we can't have it, guys. You know, we 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 got to know our. Well, first of all, we got to know our rights, and then we got to defend them in that order. And at the, and to defend them, we need a group. We need like-minded people to to turn up, to be on the other end of the phone when we when we text or email out and say, hey, something's not right. Because you know, if it's not right, we can't continue. The founding fathers, basically, of this lovely country. We're on just basically a 180 degree angle away from that original, you know, intention and those documents. So we need to bear that in mind. You know, what kind of woke country do you want to live in? Or alternatively, what kind of amazing country do you want to live in that was set up by our founding fathers? I'd rather have the latter myself. But anyways, enough about that. Uh, We've got a really awesome speaker today. His name's Kirk Beck. Um, I'll let John... Uh, basically do the introduction, but really quickly, he's going to talk to you about how we can use a small claims court to correct some wrongdoings and get justice. But John, please give us a more detailed introduction. My name is John, my name is John Caserab. I have uh, been friends with Kirk for about five, six years, and uh, I used to do proof of service for him. Huh? 
a little louder? Okay. I can eat the microphone. Is that what you want me to do? Okay. <laughs> I guess you're going to have to have your lips right on this thing. Kirk has been fighting for many years. It started with uh, traffic stops, and he has gone to court and fought and fought and fought, ended up winning. And for the last few years, he's been uh, winning cases without actually going to court, using the techniques of affidavits and doing them properly. Most people are doing affidavits, but they're not doing them the right way. But what he's really doing now is showing us how to weaponize it after you learn the process that he's developed in terms of writing these affidavits, which stops a lot of people. Um, he then can take it to small claims courts, and he's already proof, proven the concept by doing it himself, uh, dealing with a lot of the traffic issues that he's had. And, you know, those are relatively low-risk types of activities, and everybody has to deal with uh, traffic s sooner or later. Um, Anyway, he has uh, done the job. I went to a meeting with him here last week or so. When was it? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago when he was outlining what he's done. I think he's passed out some paperwork and stuff that you can guys get fresh with. So I, I, I wanted him to come and do a video that expresses the concept so we can take that video and give it to other people and start spreading the news and get us all on the same page going after somebody. So instead of just one of us fighting for just one we take our issues as a group, and the whole group approaches with the affidavit process and then takes them into small claims court. And we can do it individually. And you don't want them to treat you as a combined case. So you file that, you file that court case. The first one does. 21 days later, we file another one. 21 days later, we file another one. 21 days later, we file another one. And we begin piling in on top of the government officials. And we create a tsunami of court cases that they have to go to. And they can't have an attorney in there. It's very informal, but it's a court of record. What does that mean? I'll let him explain it to you. Kirk, come on up here. Thank you. Well, how many of you believe in providence? That you're guided? Yeah. Well, I'm here not by design. My cases in court never was anything I wanted. But 40 years ago, I got stopped at 2 o'clock in the morning on a rolling stop. And it began to start thinking in my mind, this isn't right. I'm not hurting anybody, and they're going to take uh, two, three hours of my life going to court and then paying the fine. So it's, it started me thinking about the process of what the Constitution's all about. I have uh, been in court probably a dozen times. I've only won recently because I've been using a concept that Margie and Jack Flynn have been using for six decades with over 10,000 wins. Now, that, those aren't necessarily court wins. I'll go through my four rather briefly because in my understanding, I take them all as wins. But I didn't win in the beginning. I've been in court defending myself against misdemeanors because I refused to pay traffic fines. And then it gets up to a suspended license and then it becomes a misdemeanor. 
Americans need to understand you're going to learn by doing, not by reading, not by just listening, but by practicing, doing something. I found myself in court in 2015 defending myself in a misdemeanor case because I hadn't paid my fines, suspended license. And at one point in the trial, I objected to something that the uh, district attorney said. And the judge asked me, well, Mr. Beck, why don't you explain that? And I did. And he said, you know, Mr. Beck, you've brought up a very viable point. You've just got a problem. That's not why we're here today. Now, he just is going to give me law now. You should have brought that up in a pre-trial motion. What I was talking about was viable. Jack and Margie Flynn have told me since, and now I use it, if you intend to go into a courtroom, you better make sure that the judge understands who you are and what your court's going to be. You have to make a distinction with him or her because judges really don't know the law very well when it's talk about the Constitution. I questioned a judge, a candidate who wanted to be a judge, and I asked her the two questions that I ask anybody who's running for office. And invariably, they missed the first one, and then because it was a judge, I asked the second one. The first question is, according to the Declaration of Independence, what is the purpose of government? And invariably, I always get something about protecting the people. Americans know these words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. They're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, among which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But most Americans don't know the next words. And that judge didn't know the next word. And the city councilman that I asked, and the other people who wanted to be supervisors and police chiefs and things like that, they couldn't answer it. It goes on to say that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. That's the purpose of government. The purpose of government is not to go to Sacramento or Washington, D.C. and pass laws that abridge our rights, that take our rights away from us. I've talked to my assemblywoman. I talked to my state senator. I asked them those two questions, that question, and they both failed. They didn't know why they were up there. One guy's been up there for eight years. He still didn't know what he's up there for. The assemblywoman didn't know, but she'd only been recently elected, so I give her a little bit of pass, but six months later, she's sponsoring a bill that would put my pastor in jail for giving counsel to somebody who might have a gender dysphoria. So I sent her an affidavit. I explained to her exactly what she did. And thank God, that whole bill, even though it had been passed through the Assembly, passed through the Senate, it was pulled. Did my affidavit make a difference? Some would say, well, maybe not. But I do know this. The next term, 
there was a resolution, not a law, not a statute, but a resolution. And she did not sponsor the resolution. I consider that a win. Frederick Bastiat in the law, which everybody here should have a copy of that book, Bastiat said a number of things that were profound, and here's one of them. If the law can be kept to its proper boundaries, it makes no difference who is elected. I've worked on numerous campaigns, and almost all the time I'm disappointed. I've filed a certain number of affidavits, and I haven't been disappointed yet. My assemblywoman backed off. That was one. I got a, another rolling stop. I used the affidavit process. I sent the affidavit to, well, the first thing I did, I followed Margie and Jack's outline. Send the errant government official, a deputy, a letter and explain to him exactly what he did wrong. I know there's a great number of people in this group that know there's a real problem with traffic stops constitutionally. I'm not going to go into that now, but basically I'm making it clear to him what he's done wrong. He did not respond. My affidavit was sent with return request, re receipt request, get it back. And uh, basically I didn't get any response, so after 30 days, according to my affidavit, my letter, I said, I'm going to send you an affidavit. I did. He did not respond to that either. But I guarantee he didn't throw it away. Police officers do not get letters from people who they give tickets to. They might meet them in the courtroom, but they don't get face-to-face -face with them or through letters like that. So I knew that he was going to take my affidavit and probably send it up to legal. And legal came back and gave him their opinion because when he walked into the courtroom, he looked at me, I looked at him, he gave a piece of paper to the judge and the judge said, Mr. Beck, you can leave, your case has been dropped. I didn't have to stand up and say anything. I was prepared to do that. So when I say Jack and Margie Flynn have gotten 10,000 wins, that's one of them. <laughs> They've been all over the country for these many decades trying to teach Americans this is what you need to do. It's called the power of paper. They send you paperwork, but they don't notarize it. You send it back to them, notarized. Trump. You just trump them. It's a chess game. And you got to keep playing the game because they've got moves. And But there's only a certain number of moves that they've got and we just got to keep playing the game and find out what they are. Because we, the American people, have to become skilled in the law in certain small areas. The colonial governors wrote back to the King of England numerous times with this general complaint. These Americans, they're all a bunch of lawyers.
We're talking about John Adams. We're talking about Ben Franklin. We're talking about Patrick Henry. We're not talking about necessarily the local farmer. But the skilled men of the time knew the law. And in American homes back then, there were two law books. If they only had two books, they generally were the Bible and Blackstone's Commentaries on the Law. Blackstone's Commentaries on the Law, a great book for you to get. And just start reading and learning what common law is all about. Because common law is what we're all about when we're talking about getting into small claims court. My third experience with affidavits was sending an affidavit, and in this case I know there were quite another, another group of people who did the same thing. We were uh, upset about the masking, the social distancing, the shutting down of businesses in Riverside. And even though we had an excellent sheriff who wasn't going to enforce those conditions, we still had a medical officer who was pushing for it. So we sent affidavits, and eventually that medical officer was removed. He didn't quit, he was removed. How much, how much did our affidavits have to do with that? Well, a lot of times, one of the things you'll find out is if you ever do win, you'll never know why. They'll never let you know. They'll just bury the case, or they won't talk about it. But I don't care, because I really just want to keep winning. My last one was with Best Buy. I walked in soon after COVID and was told I couldn't come into the store. Well, I know people who call the cops and have big confrontations. I'm not that kind of person. I don't like those kind of confrontations. I just like to do everything through the mail. So I sent Best Buy a letter, followed by my affidavit, and then a friend and I, and I don't want to forget this, whenever I go to court, I never go alone. I always have witnesses, because I've been slammed by the clerk who makes up stories about what took place. So you never leave a court until you get the minute order. So you know exactly what's going to be on. You can contest that minute order before you leave the room. You come back like I did, and they changed it, and it's too late. The little tiny rules you need to know. It's pretty simple stuff. So I filed an affidavit with Best Buy. I got one of my friends, had to drive all the way to Glendale, Glendale, Glendale in order to serve the company, because Best Buy is in Minnesota. But they have a service company here in California like they have everywhere. So I served them the paper, and then I went to court. I took two friends with me. I made it very clear to the judge, the commissioner, that's why they're here, to take notes of what's going on. They're my witnesses. Now, I said it's a chess game. So the day that I'm supposed to go to court, I find out at 11 o'clock in the morning that my motion to have my constitutional rights, to, to exercise them in my courtroom, had been denied. Okay. 
So I'll just take it up with the judge whenever, I, as soon as I get in there, because I have to go in there. It's the court date. So I attempted to do that. The commissioner wasn't going to have any of that. When I started to go through my three points with her, my first one is, do you have an oath of office to the Constitution of the United States? And her response was, do you see my robe? That's evidence. That's not evidence. It's not evidence that you are properly under an oath. So we bantered about that. The next thing I said I was going to talk about, well, in my case, are all my constitutional rights going to be adhered to? Now, this is the wrong forum to be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. I've learned that if I go again, I'll be, I'll be in her court days before, and I'll make sure that I'm going to get to talk to her or him about this issue before I have the court date. I don't want to come into the court like the judge told me four years ago, four or five years ago. That's not why we're here today. No, we're here today because we are going to talk about the Constitution. We're going to talk about the fact that I demand all my constitutional rights. Otherwise, we're going to have a problem and it's going to end up with you stepping down from the court. I will have to have you recused. Now, that judge, that commissioner, did some things that day that were blatantly wrong, including allowing the representative from Best Buy to even speak in a courtroom. When I serve them with paper, they have to respond. The key that we have to understand is that there are rules of common law that are to be held sacred in the courtroom. And these judges don't know them. They know a lot, but they don't know certain things very well. I queried a judge, a candidate to be a judge, whether what the Seventh Amendment was. And she wants to be a judge. She wants me to vote for her. And I said, what's the Seventh Amendment? And she got very embarrassed. She said, I'm sorry, I don't know. I said, the Seventh Amendment is the amendment that gives me a right to have a jury trial in your courtroom. And you don't know the Seventh Amendment? <laughs> but it gets better than that. Because at the end of the Seventh Amendment, it says some very profound words. It says no piece of evidence can be subject for discussion or investigation except according to the rules of common law. What are the rules of common law? Well, they're pretty well established in Blackstone's commentaries on the law. And you might be shocked by some of them. But here's one that we got to get really good at. An unrebutted affidavit stands as law unless it went, no, it, it is law unless it's rebutted. An unrebutted affidavit stands as law in every court in America, including small claims court. The unrebutted affidavit is what my affidavit's all about. I use Margie and Jack Flynn's 
template, which basically the first paragraph is to point out to them their responsibility to answer and that it can be considered fraud if they do not. These people wanted a job. Many of them get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and we're simply asking them, demanding from them an answer. We want an answer. This is not a letter of complaint. This is a notarized affidavit, and according to the First Amendment, I have a petition for redress of grievances. Here's my grievance. Straighten me out. Teach me the law. I'm giving you some law. Give me some law back. If I'm wrong, I want to get it over with. But Margie and Jack have been waiting for six decades. Because when they create an affidavit, it's based upon evidence, facts, and valid constitutional law, as well as truth. If it's based in those principles, there's no way you can refute it. So then you have not rebutted the valid affidavit, and you should lose. I was suing Best Buy for $5,000. That's the maximum you can sue a corporation. I'm not after money, but I'm after freedom. That judge said, well, let me take a look at your affidavits. I'll take a look at them. I gave them to her, the bailiff gave them to her, she looked at him in a glance and gave him back. That's not due process. They've been in your file for weeks and you haven't looked at them. Now I'm giving them to you and you give me right back. And you're going to take my case under consideration? I doubt it. Anyway, there were a number of other things that took place that day. But I knew, and I did the next day, or two days uh, about a week later, actually, because within two days, she already gave me her response back, and she ruled against me. That didn't surprise me. And you should not be surprised when they do things wrong. More than likely, they'll do things wrong. It's our job to help them understand what they're doing wrong. And, and I want to say this. I'm not like a lot of patriots. I believe in giving people an opportunity. I'm not going to judge judges. I'm not going to judge sheriffs. I'm not going to judge police officers and say they're, because of their position, they're necessarily crooks or corrupt people. I've found too many good ones, especially police officers who are out there doing a good job. So I don't badmouth the whole group just because there's some people out there who are ignorant. It's our job to know the law and teach them the law. You have to teach judges the law because they don't know. After all, they've been doing the same thing everybody else has been doing for three, four, five decades and nobody's been squawking about it. So why would you expect them to have great reverence to your position when you go in there when they've been hearing nothing but people complaining about government for all these years and never really giving them the law? That's our job. Our job is to know the law in certain small areas. I'm not talking about probate. I'm talking about the simple concepts of common law that should pervade a case where we've got a problem with government doing things they shouldn't be doing. So, 
when my appeal was presented, it came back to me quickly, and that's strange. Uh, the appeal ended up right with the same judge. Of course, she's not going to rule against herself. That'd be pretty insane. So from there, I went to the, um, the oversight judge for the whole area, and I made my complaint to him. I also filed, I didn't know about this. We have, uh, we have these uh, grand juries, right? Trump just had a grand jury. Do you know there's a civil grand jury also? So I filed a case with uh, the civil grand jury complaining about her. I didn't hear anything back on that. So I finally, I just sent her an affidavit. I sent the judge an affidavit. And she did not rebut it either. So what we've got now is a judge that's on record of violating her oath. So the next time I go into her courtroom, she's off the bench right away. Because I've given her an op opportunity to rebut, and she didn't rebut. So she's admitted publicly. Now, I don't like the way certain people vote. We elect them to office, and then they start voting really badly. So my latest effort is to send an affidavit to a congressman and pointed out 10 violations of the Constitution that he voted for. My desire is to get more people to do the same thing. Because if, if I can pull, remember this, Best Buy is a major corporation. They had to show up. And in my book, that's a win. Because by my book, I live by... Here's one of my statements. What would the world be like if everybody's doing what I'm doing? What if everybody went into Best Buy and hit them with an affidavit and they had to show up? <clears throat> Over 30 years ago, I learned something from Nolo Press. A guy up in San Francisco was awakened at 4 o'clock in the morning because some plane came over. And he came over the next day and the next day. He got on the phone, called the airport, airport, airport commission, and asked, uh, we got a problem here. I'm being awakened every night now with airplanes coming over. And they said, well, we had to, we had to change the routes. Uh, we're just encouraging everybody to get some good earplugs. <laughs> he said, I'm not getting earplugs. So he filed a case in small claims court Airport commission didn't even come down. He won by default. Nobody even showed up. He got a check for $2,500. He went home and that morning he got awakened again and again and again and again. So he filed a second time and he won again. He filed a third time and he won again. But he was getting tired of this, so he decided to have a barbecue in his backyard and invited all his neighbors in. Now, I'm sorry to say it was probably the $2,500 that got their interest more than justice. Americans seem to come out in big numbers when you offer them money. And that goes for patriots as well. I'm not going after my congressman for any more than maybe $25 or 50 bucks, whatever it costs to file, because the only thing I want is him in court. 
Because if a congressman has to leave Washington, D.C. in order to come into my courtroom, I've won. Now, John said it earlier, that small claims court is a court of record. When I had a problem with some other government official years ago, I went down to my county clerk and I tried to file my affidavit and after a while they called, brought out the supervisor. The supervisor handed me a piece of paper. The piece of paper basically said, if I try to file this again, I could be subject to a $1,000 fine and a year in jail. For what? Just simply putting an affidavit into the record? It went on to say, unless by court order. Oh, so if I want to get my affidavit into the court record, I need to go to small claims court and get the court to verify that my congressman violated his oath of office because he publicly refused to refute it. And now I get it on the court record. I take the court record down to the county clerk and now it becomes official. I now have a congressman who has publicly stated, I'm violating my oath of office. What are you going to do about it? Well, I'll tell you what. Any such court case will not be Beck versus my congressman. It's going to be some group of people versus congressmen. If I'm the only person in my county who cares, forget it. But if there's 100 or 200 willing to do what I'm doing, it'll take notice. And we still might not win. Our job is not necessarily to win. Our job is to show up. Our job is to protect the Constitution of the United States. What did Franklin say? A Constitution, I mean a Republic, if you can keep it. It's always been on us. I have way too many friends who want to come out every two years and vote and then go to sleep. It can't be done. You can see what's happened to our country because we've lived that way. The good news is less than 10% of the American people fought for freedom in 1776 to 1783. And that's all we need now. Just a coalition of people who come together and say, we're going to fight for what's the truth. We're not going to give up. And we're going to have each other's back. They come after me, I got 1,500 people behind me. That's what I like I learned today about this group, is if they come after me, I can send out maybe a text message, and next thing you know, there's some other people there for me. Because I sure want to be there for you. You people mean a lot to me. You people come out on a Sunday and you care. Do you know how many people don't care? They're out here just to have a picnic, which is okay. I like to have picnics too. But now when my country is being flushed down the toilet, the greatest country that's ever been on the face of the earth is being destroyed because the American people are ignorant, apathetic, indifferent, and lazy. And I might also add, cowardly. Like, oh, why, why do I have to go to court? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about small claims court. I'm talking about kindergarten, okay? 
I'm not talking to the Supreme Court of California. I'm talking about small claims court. Just get used to it. That's how I got used to it. And I can go in and talk to the judge like, hey, we're kind of like on the right, on the same plane here. I, I know I respect your position up there, but after all, if you don't know the law, I got to tell you what the law is. Yeah. And we all got to learn common law together. I, I was talking earlier about the fact that Blackstone's commentaries on the law. There's a word for this. If I see a crime being committed and I don't do anything about it, I can be held guilty for that. That's common law. Those are the kind of things that we need to know, appreciate, articulate, and broadcast. Here's another one. All this positive law that's out there. Like you can't do this and you can't do that. Where is the verifiable complaint? Where's the party that's been injured? Why do you want $240 out of me for a rolling stop at 2 o'clock in the morning? There's nobody around here. Yeah. Well, I think I know. It's called pensions. Yeah. <laughs> pensions are very expensive in California, so we need to get some more money in here. There are numerous common law concepts that we need to know. We need to use them, and we have to become skilled lawyers, people who know the law and don't abuse it, but elevate it. This is what I consider American exceptionalism. It's not the American people, believe me. American people are shiftless and lazy and cowardly as anybody else on the earth. But we have a system of government that allows us, we the people who want to stand up, to be able to stand up and win. And there'll be setbacks. We will not always make it across the goal line. But all we have to do is just show up because ultimately, what did John Quincy Adams say? John Quincy Adams was the only president ever to go back into Congress after being voted out. And the only reason why he went back was he wanted to fight slavery every day. And he did. He attached amendment after amendment after amendment on every bill that came across prohibiting slavery. And they kept putting him down, putting him down. Finally, they said, no more of this, John Quincy. We won't even allow you to do that anymore. In 1845, 1850, somewhere around that, John Quincy Adams was leaving office. And they asked him, you know, you've been here 20, 30 years doing this. What did you accomplish? He tried the best he could to alleviate a civil war. He wasn't successful, but his words are penetrating. He said this, Duty is mine. The results are God's. And that's where we have to be. This is not David and Goliath. This is little us against some colossal. This is huge. That deep state is huge. But if we bring it down to the county, maybe we got a shot at it. Some of these smaller counties, some of these counties that are pretty red, could really do the job. 
I'm in a purple, kind of red, kind of blue sometime. I'm not asking to win elections. I haven't won any lately. <laughs> but I can win in court. I can hold them accountable and bring them in. And I can hope for the best by being part of the solution rather than part of the problem. God bless you, and I can take questions. Hey, thank you so much. So we're going to have questions, guys. Just uh, please limit it to, to one question, and make sure it is a question, not really a comment. You know. So, yeah, thank you so much. It's good to go for questions. Kirk, thank you for that uh, riveting talk. I appreciate it. Um, you mentioned the name of a book, but I didn't get it written down at the beginning. Um, I do have your recommendation for Blackstone's commentary on the law, but you mentioned another book in the first part of your talk. Could, could you tell me the name of that again? Yeah. Bastia's The Law. Could you, could you spell Frederick, that out? Bastia, B-A-S, T-I-A-T, Frederick Bastiat, a Frenchman. Like de Tocqueville, Bastiat came to America and was amazed at what he saw. The Law by Bastiat. And it's a booklet. It's not really that long. I tell people, if that's intimidating, just read the first 23 pages. It's absolutely amazing what he says in this book. Bastiat the law. Bastia is the author. The law is the book. Hello. Uh, I wasn't clear uh, with Best Buy. So what did you go to small claims court about? Was it about their masking policy and what eventually happened? Was there any change Okay. With that? Yeah. Uh, Best Buy would not let me in without a mask. So I went home. I wrote them a letter to the corporate office. I came back. And when I came back, they had changed their policy a little. They allowed me in, but they would not allow me to talk to any, any of their, uh, <laughs> their salespeople. And I went and I had a long talk with one of the managers who was really on our side. He didn't like the masking or anything like that. So he was kind of happy that we were doing this. But nevertheless, I figured, hey, I'm going to go ahead and pursue this. So I filed $50, was all it was, at small claims. I was able to do it all online. I didn't even have to go down there. 50 bucks. The hard part was serving them because they were in Glendale. I'm in Riverside, so I had to take a friend, and we drove down there, and we put the paperwork on their desk, so, and they signed for it. So now I've got proof of service. You see, one of the main things about due process is that you, you must try not, you must do the best you can to try to make resolution before you go to court. So that's why you notice them with a letter, you notice them with the affidavit because you don't want to go to court. But they'll, they won't handle it, they'll, they'll just let it go and then you have to take them on to court. So we went to court. There were things that the judge did wrong. Subsequently, I just decided I'm going to go after the judge. 
she needs to be held accountable for what she's doing. I told her in my affidavit, and I know I leave out a lot of things, so I want to tell you, every one of my affidavits has Margie and Jack's initial paragraph and their last paragraph. The rest of them, the body, all depends on what took place. Like specific things that took place. That goes in the body of your affidavit. And I and other people can help you with that. The main thing I want you to remember is it's the first paragraph in the last paragraph. Those things don't change very much and you need to use them because that's the thing that really holds them accountable. A lot of people did affidavits, which I think was great, but I don't think they had those paragraphs in them and that's what I would, I would encourage everybody to do that. It's been working for decades. Don't change it. The body's different. I mean, what I said to the judge was different than what I said to Best Buy, which is different than what I said to the deputy sheriff. It's all different. But it's just telling your story. This is what happened, and this is the law that you violated. Okay? Yeah. Hi. Um, my name is Ben, and my question is, uh, what it's, do you, are you familiar um, with like some of the statute of limitations and some of like this mass stuff that we've been doing? Because... Um, we don't want to let them get away with it. And there are statute of limitations, and I know time's running out for a lot of our little, um, a lot of our little excursions. So, Yeah, great question, because in my affidavit to Best Buy, I had specifically, I think it's 21 CFR 50.24. I might have the numbers... To, slightly wrong, but I'm quoting federal law and I'm telling them you can't mandate unless you've gone through the process which includes you have to have a, a group of people who come together and go through the process of looking at the data and determining whether there's sufficient data in order to justify masks social distancing, lockdowns, all that. I mean, I'm giving you federal law. Now, I did the same thing with the uh, supervisors when we were going after the medical guy. You're supposed to know the law. This is the law. The law says you can't do this unless you do certain procedures. You're not following the law. You're violating federal law. Now, if I were a super-duper lawyer, I might have taken that into superior court because I could maybe make a lot of money over there. But I, I'm not that skilled to go to that. That's beyond kindergarten. I'm still in kindergarten, first grade, dealing with small claims court. And that's where we need to be initially, learn there. I do have a friend in Riverside, and he said this, I talked to him one time. I said, how many lawsuits do you have going? He says, he's got about six. And in every case, is a government agency that's the defendant? Yes. Well, how many are you going to win? He says, I win every one. I win every one because he says, I don't go to court until I know I'm going to win. This one man 
went to a city council meeting where the city council was going to raise utility rates 10% per year for five straight years. All the three, you know, the guys with the nice suits came down explaining how it was going to destroy their business or greatly hurt it. My friend, was the, Jason, was the only guy who put something on the overhead. I couldn't read it, but seven councilmen read it. When it was over, I went to Jason and I said, Jason, what's going to happen? He said, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. The guy who ran the meeting will resign in one week. <laughs> He's going to resign in one week? He's making a quarter of a million dollars. He's going to resign in one week. Yeah. Five days later, front page. He resigned. Jason, what was on, the, what was on that? He said it was just an email. An email from what to whom? An email from him to UCR's finance department saying these numbers aren't good enough. They're supposed to be doing an independent audit. He's gone. He lost his job because of an email. How'd you get the email? I know how to get emails. <laughs> he knows how to get emails. So that's the guy who says, I don't lose in court. I win all the time. And that's, now this guy is playing in the big game. He knows how to do that. But I talked to him and I said, Jason, you need to teach people how to do this. Well, we only got a minute left, so I'm going to have to stop it there. Uh, while this was playing, though, I did upload it to a uh, uh, FTP site. So there is a link in the chat room. Anybody that wants to download uh, the entire recording, it is there. It's also on my Telegram channel where you can download it as well. So I'm not sure how long I'll be able to keep it on that FTP site, but uh, it will be on the Telegram channel indefinitely. So anybody that wants the complete recording of what we were listening to, uh, the links are in, well, the one just go to my Telegram channel. The other one is the, the link is on here. And uh, there's also a link for a free PDF of The Law by Bastiat for anybody that wants to download that. So... That being said, John and Kathy, so much. I thank you for being here. John, tell me, that was a great tell me what you th thought about what you were hearing. Yeah, good stuff. Really good stuff. And yeah. I like the small. I wish I had made a, a, a record of the date that I was denied access to a local grocery store uh, for not wearing a face diaper. Because I probably could have made some money off them schmucks. <laughs> this, is, this is the missing piece that um, I've not, I've, you know, I've had small claims course experience myself and I, I've won my cases. Mm -hmm. um, but this is the missing piece that people just need to know. And it's just not that difficult. And the but best, you, you, you need to learn a little bit about yeah. it. The best part about small claims is there's no lawyers. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, that makes it a little bit easier. Plus, you know, you're, you're doing a small deal, which was, I think what the max is usually like $5,000 or something, but no, you can go to small money. claims you can get up to 10 grand. Oh, 10 more. Oh, some of them are, are you yeah, know, some of them have quite high limits. That's yeah. pretty good. So right. yeah, just have some fun with that. And we, oh shoot, we are way out of time. Uh, starting the music now. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here, guys. I really appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And for everybody else, we'll Thank be here you. tomorrow. Happy Easter to all of you. Happy ah, Easter. yes. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Don't eat too many chocolate yes. bunnies. <laughs> Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. And we'll see you tomorrow. Take care and God bless. Bye.